0: Hallelujah. It has been a joyful experience. I can see from the faces of everyone. And uh, so we rejoice and praise God for this season. I was asked to talk about a time and a season and how you and I are to find our core and our placement in this time and in this season. I came with my wife, Lillian who I have been in ministry with since we were a youth in all saints church, cathedral here, and since we got married here. On Wednesday, we will be celebrating 25 years in marriage. And before we got married, we actually ministered in the Sunday before our wedding and our wedding was on a Sunday here so she's going to sing a song accompanied by our friend Peter who we have also been in this cathedral with for a long time Uh, they're going to sing a song about seasons and time and then I will pick it from there after they have sung God bless you
1: I started coming to this cathedral in 1976. So I have seen seasons in this cathedral. I have seen men who have come in, played their role, and left. I saw Kanon Bikangaga playing the organ. I saw uh, um, Bishop Katwesige now, he was the provost. I saw John Obokage. he was the provost. I am not mentioning their titles because God sees them by their names. And that's not to say none of them was important. I saw Reverend Tirwomwe. I saw Bishop Nkoyoyo, I saw them all. I saw what they did in their seasons. They left. Some left in their cars. Some left in coffins. Others left in confusion. But there is one person who did not leave. And that person is Jesus Christ. So I'm going to engage us singing a song. It's called Seasons. The words are simple. Seasons come, seasons go. But Jesus, he never changed. Jesus, he is the same Messiah. Can we say the words? Seasons come and seasons go. Seasons come and seasons go, but Jesus, he never changed. Jesus, he is the same. The rhythm is reggae. Reggae doesn't change. Seasons come and seasons go.
2: Seasons come and seasons go. Jesus, he never changed. Jesus, he's the same. Jesus, he never changed. Messiah. (laughs) Seasons come and seasons go. Come and seasons go But Jesus he never changes Jesus he is the same Jesus he never, never changes Messiah Love him in the morning when the sun is just arising just arising Even Shining bright. shining bright, for Jesus, he never change, I say, Jesus. no matter what is the case, Jesus, he, he is, is the same, same Messiah. Messiah, seasons
0: come, come and seasons go,
2: seasons come and seasons go, Change. Jesus, he is the same Jesus, he never, never changed Messiah I saw people come And so many people go in. One day they heved so nice But the next day they are gone But Jesus, he's he always there no matter where you may be, Jesus he is the same. Messiah.
0: Seasons come and
2: seasons go. Seasons come and seasons go. But Jesus, He never changed. Jesus, He the same Same. Jesus he never Never changed Messiah Sing Messiah one more time Messiah Sing Messiah one more time Messiah Oh he's the Alpha and the Omega Messiah
0: In a vital systematic organizational scope of Reality where changes must happen because they are symbolic of a living being that has to go through the cycles of day and night, life and birth and death. Seasons that are brought by times are a reality that we must embrace. But there are some changes that come in a season and in a time that have to be resisted with passion. We thank God for the season in which the fourth man's prayer conference has happened at all saints cathedral kampara yeah. for the team the committee that's been praying and that put it together we say god bless you thank you for Reverend Dr Canon Rebecca Nyagenya and the team she works with as host, for Right Reverend Dr. Henry Luke Orombi, the chief guest speaker, and for all those who were invited guests, for leaders of sessions headed by Assistant Provost Hilary Jafu. And others, we thank you for seeing the season's vision come to pass. And for my brothers, men who are here, and the women with us representing our families, I say, May the spirit of God put fire in our hearts that we will be fired up to understand and know that you and I have roles to play in the midst of the time we are in with change. That is problematic. I say in a season and in a time when we are being forced to discover new identities and new standards and new stabilizations. I pray That God will help us to discover that the only stabilizing and standardizing reality constant is Jesus Christ. The son of the living God who came into the world conceived by the Virgin Mary and the power of the Holy Spirit. It is my prayer that the basic tenets of the gospel will be where we will stand to have the moral compass for enabling us to sail in the waters of confusion and chaos. That the time that you and I are in now. It is my prayer that we will know that we are here for a season. But what we do in our season will prove whether we were seasoned men and women of faith. Or whether we were uh, people who were not deeply rooted and so subject to being moved left and right everywhere by the winds of negative change. We need to understand the call on our lives and be able to know that God is counting on us and that with God, Helping us, we can stand firm and move in the Spirit, doing what the Spirit of God wants us to do. Hallelujah. I say that persecution and a desire to change people from following. The Messiah, the unchanging one, are not a new thing that is happening now. It was the thing when Jesus walked the earth. It was the thing when the disciples were representing Jesus and preaching the gospel in Jerusalem. And so you and I must be ready to stand knowing that the Jesus who told the disciples that he would never leave them or forsake them is the same Jesus who tells you and I that he is not going to forsake us. We must understand that the only change that is permissible For you and I to participate in is that which brings about the new creation identity in Christ. And the new creation identity in Christ is not based on race, is not based on social stratification, is not based on where you come from, what you were, or who you are. Have as your ancestors the change that we are to agree to and welcome is the change that is brought and wrote about by the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. That's the only change. And so we need to grasp the insights that I Discovered when preparing to share with us this night. The insights that show us what possessing the Holy Spirit or being possessed by the Holy Spirit rather allows us to see happen in a system that wants us to change and go away from being witnesses of God. It is by understanding these insights that we'll be able to see how we can stand and move pursuing with the goal of overtaking and possessing what is our inheritance or the inheritance of the saints in Christ. And uh, the example text where these insights that I'm going to share with us come from is Colossians chapter 1 verse 1 to verse 18. It's a text that comes to us through a man who was pursuing and wanting to overtake believers in Christ and possess them as prisoners to be brought to Jerusalem for persecution and, if possible, for killing. He was a man with earthly authority Until he got pursued and got overtaken by the man of heavenly authority, Jesus Christ, on the Damascus road. And so we see two forces. Paul, when he was so represented, the pursuing and overtaking force of evil. And then we have Jesus Christ, the Messiah, representing the pursuing and overtaking force of eternal good. Hallelujah. And that then gives us reference for choosing on whose team you and I must be. Paul or Saul was very passionate. He knew what he wanted. He wanted to, to actually wipe out the faith that Jesus Christ's birth, life, and resurrection had brought into what had been traditional Jewish religion. And he was doing it with passion. But you see, it was religion that did not bring salvation. Had it brought Salvation, God would not have sent his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, into the world. And so, what Paul, who was Saul, was representing was the world system that stood opposed to the spiritual system. Saul represented the World Bank-like, and International Monetary Fund-like, and World Economic Forum-like systems of the world that threaten to cut off the livelihood of people if they don't do their bidding. And so you and I are standing in the time and the season Not dissimilar to the season that the apostles stood in after Jesus Christ's resurrection and ascension. But praise the living God, the son of God who had promised that he would not leave his disciples to be his ministers alone. He targeted the most passionate and the most violent and the most dedicated pursuer and overtaker of the people of faith called Saul. And so we need to be encouraged. We need to take heart that the Lord is watching, that the Lord has his eyes on men and women of the current systems that are bent on pursuing and wanting to overtake us and take our faith away. And God is moving like he moved and overtook, he pursued and overtook Paul. Got him converted. He got changed to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So profound was the change in him that people said, is this the same man who was killing us? Is this the same man who had authority to arrest us and now he has become one of us? Is this the same man who now is Presenting Christ as the Messiah, the resurrected Son of God. And that's the God we serve. That's the God of seasons. That's the God we have been encouraged to put our faith in anew. To focus our eyes onto in spite of the threats and the storms... And the winds being blown by the forces of evil. Because in the gospel, you and I possess the force of good. And men, that word "men is defined. As most empowering narrative. Men, that name, that word spells most empowering narrative. And that's the narrative that. In Jesus Christ, the changeless one, we can stand our ground and resist the change that is being forced upon us by the forces of evil. For the sake of our children, for the sake of our families, for the sake of our nation, and for the sake of the church of Christ, we are to stand our ground. And know who we are. Praise the Lord. So, in the Corossians text. The one who was pursued and overtaken by the Son of God. The risen Jesus Christ writes these words. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And Timothy, our brother. Two men. A team. I see many men here. And I see women. A team. That God is calling and wanting to reveal his will to. Like he did to Paul and Timothy. And he says to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ. At Korose put in at All Saints Cathedral. Grace and peace to you from God our Father. So these are two men who are committed to the will of God. And the will of God is to live lives that depict the presence of the gospel in our lives. There are 12 things that I'm going to look at that he talks about in this opening chapter of Colossians. The first one is the call to pray and work for the gospel. And he says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Number 1 on the call of men here at all saints and in the church of Christ is to pray. And we are to pray. We are to flavor our prayers with thanking God for brethren, thanking God for the church, thanking God for the people that we hear about. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. And so we have a mandate and a call to pray, one, to pray for The love of Jesus Christ to increase in the men and the church of Christ. That we may have love for the saints. And let me tell you, saints are not born. Saints are born again through the preaching of the gospel. And so the call that he is talking about. The gospel that has been heard. The gospel that has been preached. That is what we need to be praying for. That the gospel will gain power. That the gospel will gain momentum in this, our time, and our season more than ever before. It is important that we do that. That we pray We pray on target. We pray on purpose. We pray with intention. Men and women attending the men's prayer conference. This is the call that you and I are pointed out to by Paul. Second thing to pray for is faith. Faith that is coming from the hope stored for us in heaven there is a heaven restorer that you and I need to be opening by prayer so that faith will be brought from there into the communities that need to hear the gospel That need to hear the word of God. For faith comes by hearing the word of Christ, the message of Christ. And it is that faith that brings salvation, as Ephesians 2 8 says, so that sinners become saints. Hallelujah. So saints come out of faithfulness and commitment to preaching the gospel that came to us, that must go. This is the extent where the gospel must go. In B of that verse 5, it says, All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its So we must pray that the gospel must be preached and the gospel must be bearing fruit and the gospel must be growing and the gospel must be heard and understood to be the container of God's grace in all its truth and brothers and sisters that then becomes the antidote for the lies that are being pushed for the lies that are being propagated by bodies and entities that want to dilute or dismiss the gospel it is on record Documents exist of an organization, an entity that is pushing the untruth that Jesus is the original fake news. There is extant writing that is saying by men in this time and this season that God is dead. And because... God is dead, they can do anything they want. A man can marry a crocodile. And a woman can wed a dog. Siblings can marry, a, man, a woman can marry her son so that the family wealth stays in, in the pot. That is the kind of life and season that you and I are in. And so this shows the need for you and I to rise up to pray that the gospel of God's grace in all its truth may be proclaimed without fear and without favor. Whether they cut off loans, whether they cut off uh, support, whether they, they, they take away visas, whether they do what. This is the gospel that must be proclaimed, that must be preached in this season and in this time that you and I are alive as saints of God. Number two is ministering for Christ. Verse 7. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. Men, we are being called to rise up and stand as ministers for Christ. We are being called to be ministers of Christ in our homes, to be ministers of Christ in our offices, to be ministers of Christ in our communities, to be ministers of Christ in our offices, to be ministers of Christ in our schools, to be ministers of Christ in prisons, to be ministers of Christ in hospitals, to be ministers of Christ in the marketplace. Insight number three, found in verse nine, is becoming again entrenched praying businessmen. For the pursued and overtaken soul, now Paul says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Men attending the fourth prayer conference and the women present, we are to become praying business people. Business that does not require licensing or registration by the Uganda Registration Bureau services. You and I are to become business men and women whose business, primary, consistent, persistent business, is praying all the time. Praying all the time. And what are we to pray for? That is insight number four. We are to pray for feeding with the knowledge and understanding of God's will. What is God's will in this season and in this time? What is God's will for you and I? And I think that is one of the things that we should be able to pray for one another before we leave. And even maybe tomorrow at the men's prayer breakfast. We need to pray asking God to fill every man and every woman with the knowledge of his will. Through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. You see there is so much wisdom around But it is earthly wisdom. It is wisdom that people are using to fake what truth is. There is a lot of understanding that is in the world, but is not godly. It is understanding that gives a doctor, a genetician to come up with hormones that are given and fed to a man and he disappears somewhere. Imagine a saint who was here, muscular like my brother there. You know, the uh, uh, the epitome of a man. And people with wisdom and understanding of genetics and DNA manipulation come up with hormones and they take him somewhere and after time he appears and he has breasts and he has long hair and he has backside assets and he is walking around as a woman. That is wisdom that is around. Demonic wisdom. It is it is Wisdom that is giving people business, that is giving people money, that is money that is being used to push a nation like Uganda and other nations to adopt the homosexual, LGBTX and get to hell, whatever it is. It's that wisdom. But here, you and I are being told to pray that God will feed us with knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding it is not economic wisdom it is not political wisdom it is not secular wisdom That is going to make you and I stand for the gospel. The reality constant. It is spiritual wisdom that men need to possess. As a possession that they have and they work with. And they don't leave it at home. They don't leave it in the bank. They are with that wisdom all the time. Because this wisdom that comes from the spirit of the living God. Who is with us all the time. Insight number five. Is that after we have gotten the spiritual wisdom. Verse 10. That we pray this in order that the man... Of all saints, cathedral, and women, of all saints, cathedral, cathedral, that you and I are part of, live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way. Now this is the call to make a choice. Are we going to please the World Bank and its dictates? Are we going to please the IMF and its dictates? Are we going to please UN and its dictates that are contrary to the will of God? Or are we going to stand and say, as for us men and women of Uganda, especially those that worship God at All Saints Cathedral, are going to live lives worthy of the Lord. And that will determine to please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. You see, you cannot know God And finish knowing God. That would not be the living God. That would be an idol. The God I serve. And the God who calls you to serve him. Is the God who supplies you and I with new grace every morning fresh from the throne of grace. He is the God who doesn't have a refrigerator, a cold room where he keeps leftover grace. He is the God who gives us daily grace. He is the God who daily reveals new insights into your spirit. So that you may represent him aright. And so as Satan counterfeits the revelations of God. You and I are being called to be positioned to please him in every way. And in that way. Bear fruit in every good work. You have to hear those words. They are not repeated for not knowing English or sentence construction. They are for emphasis. That you and I may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way. Every. And then bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. Paul, the pursued and overtaken persecutor of the church, turned proclaimer and protector of the church, says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, I want no Christ and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of sharing in his suffering so that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. And Paul says, I have not attained it or obtained it. And Paul says, I do this one thing. I forget yesterday's mistakes. I forget yesterday's failures. I forget yesterday's struggles. And this one thing I do, I pursue. And aim to overtake. To win the prize for which Christ God hold me for. That is a testimony because he was Pursued, He was overtaken and there are some people here that God has been pursuing. And it is my prayer that in this fourth men's conference, you will have been overtaken and you will be taken by the Holy Spirit so that you may take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Insight number seven. Is that that of empowerment with glorious might? People seek power, many seek power, mass of power. I keep giving the example of this. You come here, my brother. Come here. Come here. Uh, look at you. Look at you. Hallelujah. You don't want to mess with this guy. You won't be friends with him. But, but God's might and God's power is more mighty than this one. God's power, spiritual power is able to, imagine, able to do more than you can ask or imagine because he is powerful as it is. It is flesh and blood. Subject to change when he gets malaria brought about by an invisible thing, with all this might, he will sweat, he will lose appetite, he will be weak, he will just be like ordinary me, who doesn't have the same muscles, you can go and sit down. (laughs) But we are being told by Paul, the spiritual muscle man, that you and I in order to stand and resist the forces of evil. This is what you need to see happening. And it's in verse 11. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. The power of the Spirit is able to make you have great endurance. The power of God that is glorious allows you to have patience. And men, We are notorious for being impatient with our wives. My wife is here. She will testify that I am an impatient person. I usually rush. And so I need, in this conference, this is a need for me. I need to be empowered with glorious might. The might to have might that is glorious not might that is brutal. Not might that is, that is uh, uh, used to, to bully others. And that's what the systems of the world have. They are systems that are built to bully people of faith. To bully The poor people. The systems of the nations world bank gives you loans they give nations in africa loans they steal our resources they take our gold they take our uranium they take our cobalt they take the rare earth minerals and they make money out of those minerals and then they say they want to give us a loan and then they make more money from us by getting interest And I know there are representatives who are watching me tonight. And I know that there will be people who will be Googling my name to see what I said. Let it be told to you loud and clear. Time is up. Men are going to rise from the African continent and they will be filled by the glorious might of God and you will be facing the might of the Spirit of God that operated in Paul and Peter and Barnabas. We are not here in the fourth man's prayer to play games. We are here in a time and a season when God is looking for men to stand in the gap. God is looking for men who will stand and stand ground as men, not be turned into women. When I was doing missionary work with my wife and doing studying, the church the, church the diocese were uh, attached to approved, ordaining homosexual bishop. We said, God forbid, we will not be parted to that. We might as well return to Uganda. And the church we were ministering at said, we are with you. We will uh, accept to be under your leadership. And the parish of Church of the Resurrection, West Chicago, transferred its care-taking responsibility to the Bishop of Ankole, which was my diocese. And so, threats were said, you will not be supported, your studies are ended, and I said, my God is a living God. I said, the God who raised Jesus Christ from the grave, the Jesus who gave Peter and the apostles the responsibility to change the world, is the God who made the servant gold, and is the God who does not lack anything, and is the God who provides, who creates even realities out of nothing. God is looking for men. Who would stand? And let me tell you, during that time, when we were pushed against the wall, a man whose son I had carried on my back when I still had strength like my friend, and the son had become my friend, and he even came to Uganda with his daddy, calls and he says, Ben, something has happened that I believe can be of benefit to you and Lillian. And I'm listening. And he says, we had a family foundation and we had released a check for $10,000 to an organization that we have been supporting. And he said, we got a letter and a check for $10,000 back, saying they are no longer in business. And he said, we were closing the family foundation, so we don't want to have this money. We believe God is telling us to have this money because you are in need. That is the God we serve. Not only that, another church had over a stand and they said, we are going to create an office, a ministry that did not exist in that church. They said, we are going to create an office, a department called Missionary in Residence. And they said, we are going to change your visa from a student visa and it will become a working visa and we will begin to pay you so that you pay for your studies and you pay for your wife's studies and you pay for the orphans you were taking care of hallelujah that is the mighty god we serve amen that's the mighty god we serve that's the mighty god we serve that's the mighty God we serve. And so, we even moved out of the building of the diocese that we saw was going against the will of God. We left the building. We went into a rented building. And the entity, the organization that owned those buildings said we heard of your story. We have this building which is not being used. We are giving you the building rent free. Church, I am not a prophet, but I want to say that the stand, that the leader of this nation, President Museveni, and the members of parliament who voted and said we will not say yes to changing our boys into female girls, we will not allow women to marry, women will not allow here. All Saints Cathedral, imagine John is bringing Jacob and Anna is bringing Mary here. I want to say God is going to come through for Uganda. God is going to come through for the church. God is going to come through For men and women who will stand for what he considers to be his will. It may cost. But it cost Jesus his life. To give birth to the church that you and I belong to. And... Amazingly, it's through that door that God opened that we are able to start the ministry that my wife and I have been serving Christ through, Junamagara Ministries, preaching the gospel, doing discipleship, taking care of orphans, helping widows out, doing medical services. It was out of a crisis. It was out of challenging season that we saw God. And we saw God empowering us with his glorious might. And we saw God showing us that he is there. And he hears with men and women pray asking him to do his will on earth through them as it is in heaven. Insight. Number eight, is that amidst all these things, we are to joyfully give thanks to the Father. For that is what we see at the end of verse 11 in 2.12, where it says, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light, to give thanks. Men are being called to engage in giving thanks. It is good when we come every Sunday and give thanks here. But it will be good when we set aside a day when the church, men in the church, will go to a football field and say, God, we have come here today to give you thanks. And then we sing songs of thanksgiving. And then we thank God as we share testimonies. Because you see here, I pray for people giving thanks. Last Sunday, I prayed for the (laughs) director of Family TV, but there wasn't enough time for him to give a testimony. And there are people who have been touched and changed by family TV. And so we need to have time when we can go and it's a thanksgiving time to God. Doing it joyfully, not under pressure, not under tension. Hallelujah. If you say, if you say amen to that, raise your hand and say Hallelujah. intentionally setting time aside to say this is not doing business as usual This is not the usual midweek service. This is not the usual Sunday service. This is a service set aside to come before you, our Father, and give you thanks for our families. And you mention the children of everyone. You mention the spouses of everyone. You give thanks to God for 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 the men who are going to come and marry the spinsters who are in this church. Hallelujah. That is the call that is being laid upon you, my brother and my sister, in this closing time of the fourth men's prayer conference. Insight number nine is that you men and I and our wives, Much as we may not have shares in the World Bank, much as we may not have shares in the International Monetary Fund, much as we may not have shares in MTN and any company that you consider to be the wealthiest and powerful company, Scripture is saying you and I qualify to be shareholders in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you are shareholders, I am speaking to honorable, VIP, valued people possessing shares in the kingdom of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And that is where we will stand and walk with confidence and worship with passion and preach with determination. So that the whole earth may hear his voice because of this very thing that we give thanks to the Father. Why? He has qualified you and I to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. You have an inheritance. You have an inheritance that Peter writes and says it will never fade it will never lose value. It is not subject to inflationary rates. It is not subject to what the dictates of the supply chain and the demand say. You and I are a shareholder in the kingdom of the son of God that is forever and ever times forever and ever to infinity. That doesn't excite you? That doesn't excite you? You know that is the, that is the, the truth The full truth that you and I are to know and possess that will allow us to not let anyone look down upon us because of the color of our skin or because of the location of our nation in the global positioning. That is what is going to put fire in your heart, fire in my heart as men who will stand and face the time and the season that you and I are in. Insight number 10. Not only are we qualified, shareholders in the kingdom of right. Of the Son of God, we are entitled to redemption and forgiveness dividends. Those of you who are investors, those of you who are entrepreneurs, men and women with business acumen, you don't invest in a business, you don't Invest in a stock that does not make profit, that doesn't give you dividends. And here is the sweet news. Verse 13. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Ah, hallelujah my sin I like, that, I like that, that stanza that says my sin not in part but in complete was nailed to the cross and I do what I bear it no Oh, Hallelujah! You have redemption and forgiveness of sin that allows you to be in the kingdom of light. Many are living in the dominion of darkness. Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The Son of God is the one who came. John says in chapter 1 that he is the light of men who came into the world and darkness could not resist his impact and his influence. Men of all saints, cathedral, and women here, we are being called to be people of the kingdom of light who would walk in the light like the brethren of the East African revival did walking in the light because we have received redemption and forgiveness of our sins insight 9 11 And I have one more, and I will finish. In verse 15, you and I are to be the image of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, here on earth, in our home, in our offices, in our community, in the church, in the nation. Why? Because... This Jesus, who has secured your redemption and your forgiveness of sins, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. He is the image. Of the invisible God. He became man. He walked the earth. He prayed so that you and I can learn how to pray like he did. He did good so that you and I can learn how to do every good work like he did. He is the image Of the forgiving God who forgave the thieves, who forgave the adulterers, who forgave the criminal that abused him, who forgave the soldiers. He is the image of what it means to be a forgiven person because he forgave. And he taught us men and women in The prayer of God's children, that aspect. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. A section, a segment of the prayer that we find very hard to do. And guess what? You're not alone. When Peter was told by Jesus that he should forgive his brother, when his brother comes to him to ask for forgiveness, Peter, quick to act, quick to ask, quick to respond, man said, how many times? Seven times? He came up with a number. (laughs) He came up with a number, you know? He he wanted to give Jesus, to help Jesus. It it is, have you asked Jesus a question and then given him an answer? Can you relate with Peter? Many times we ask Jesus a question and then we give him an answer. We take the place of God. Peter asked, "Eh, Master, how many times must I forgive my brother? Seven times? And he's thinking that would be great seven times. And Jesus shocked his senses out of his body size. He said, no, Peter, seven times seven. Ay, 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 Wow. You see, that level of forgiveness is what qualifies you and I to experience the redemptive fruits and the dividends of Jesus Christ's death on the cross. It is forgiveness that is ongoing until you go out of your earthly body that is sinful by nature, by birth, by bias, and by practice. And so, man, God is calling you and I, To be the image of Jesus. If Jesus is in you, and when we are singing, Greater is he that is in me, greater is he that is in me, greater is he that is in me than the devil that is in the world, do they see in me the truth of that song? do they see the greatness of Jesus in me? Do they see the greatness in forgiving? Do they see the greatness in loving? Do they see the greatness in caring for others? Do they see the greatness in walking in humility? Do they see the greatness, or they just hear noise? Noise that is devoid of love. That this overtaken and possessed apostle said in 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That you can even speak in tongues and you can make noise. You can sing at the top of your voice. If you don't have love, like Jesus if it is not visibly demonstrated in you, forget it. And you see, love sometimes is, is in simple things. The other day, I, I stood here and, and said God had touched me and convicted me of Of a simple love thing that I hadn't I had stopped doing. And uh, I was reminded of that when someone uh, uh, said that uh, uh, Aaron had been cancelled, and they told him that one of the things he should be doing is regularly buy a flower for his wife. My wife is here. Uh, she, She can testify that sometimes. Even when I'm tired, even when we don't have money, I look for a way to buy flowers for her sometimes, especially when I, am an, I have annoyed her to make peace. You see, Jesus Christ died on the cross to make peace for us. So a dead flower, because it has to be cut, and I get it from the florist, becomes my means of making peace. And, and sometimes I bring them quietly, in a privacy, secretly, and then she, she wakes up, uh, or she comes from uh, where she's been, and she finds the flowers on the table. And the, the atmosphere changes. Simple things. So I was reminded that, that I think on Monday, it's, I think it's like two months I haven't bought flowers. Forgive me. Tomorrow I am buying flowers. And, and one time when we were friends, members of this cathedral in fellowship, I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about marriage. I was thinking about giving a sister in Christ a treat. You know, I come from the beautiful place of uh, uh, Kigezi, across, west of Lake Bunyonyi. And on Lake Bunyonyi, there are the beautiful flowers called lilies and i thought bringing lilies for lilian would be ground for scoring a point so i brought all the way from Lake bunyonyi lily flowers and i dropped them at her place of residence because i found her girl there and i went my way the flowers were in a bag she She told me later she didn't see the the, 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 the bag. It was an ordinary bag I, I i wasn't i wasn't complicated to buy those you know powerful uh, uh, gift bags. I had used most probably a khaki bag, but she said in the middle of the night, the flowers opened up, and the aroma. Of the water lilies of Lake Bunyonyi brought the beauty of the highlands of Kigezi, the Switzerland of Uganda and the power of Africa into her room, and she was forced to wake up and search and say, What is that? A simple act. Jesus wants you and I to reflect him. And Paul says we are to be the aroma of Christ. Just as the aroma of the lilies of Lake Bunyoni transformed an environment. You and I are to transform the environment. I'm going to finish my last point. Because you see, this whole gospel business and kingdom business has a COE. We are used, uh, and now people are going to correct me, we are used to the worldly systems that talk about CEOs, the spiritual system. The last insight I want to talk about is about the C-O-E. And that's a new terminology, a spiritual terminology that I want us to focus on as we take on the forces of evil that want to operate in this time and in this season. Because you see, when you read from verse 16... 18, you get a picture that I will tell you gives me the foundation for qualifying to call him the COE. It says, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the C-O-E, creator of everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the insight that I want you men who have been attending the fourth prayer conference for men and the women present, including my wife, is that you have to live as a winner with the COE, as a winner with the creator of everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as you walk And as you live You have that tune We now We now We, now, we, now, we now. Jesus you go We winner. Father, Father You win forever We now. Hallelujah You know that you have A COE, Not a C E O. A CEO you have a COE who owns all that is seen and is unseen, who has wealth and property that exceeds the property in New York, in Kampala, on Rome Street, across here, who owns stock that is seen and unseen. And this takes faith. Do you believe it? <laughs> Do you believe it? Do you believe it? You know, we believe in tangible deliverables. We believe in show me. Let me touch it. Let me smell it. We believe it in the most recent gadgets. The, the most recent number plate. Someone told me I was talking about exchanging my old car, which was well, some time back, it got me stuck. I was coming here to work, and it died on me in Bukoto. I was coming to teach confirmation class. And they called me, where are you? I said, I'm here stuck. The, the engine had given up. So I was saying, someone said, you better sell that car. And I said, what number is it? When I mentioned, they said, uh-uh, Ugandans buy numbers. They don't buy cars. Said, your karma, it be sound in body, and you know, just a, a, a fix way to back to, to, to roadworthiness. Said, but when the number is old, uh, value is down. Stock in Jesus' portfolio is visible and invisible. What has been seen and what hasn't been seen is there. For scripture says that what I has not seen and what ear has not heard is there in store for you as a child of God, as a man of God, as a woman of God, as you walk, you walk knowing that you are a winner with this COE. In him, all things hold together. In Christ, Uganda's economy will hold together. In Christ, families that are falling apart hold together. I went to preach the gospel in Kasese, South Rwenzori. And I was preaching. And the drunkard came from out there, staggering to the altar. And the people clapped. And everyone said, ah, nah, that one has not understood the gospel. That one is drunk. He is upsetting us. But Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor, and I have a laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me with your staggerings. Come to me with your stinking, smelly, kasese booze. The guy was like a, a, a jerry can of, of, of uh, the, 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 the waragi that is made in Kasese called Kasese by the name of the manufacturing point. His wife was about to leave him She was in mother's union. She had become fed up. Cleaning soiled things from this drunkard. She was saying, I have come to the end of my vow for worse. For it can get no worse than this. But this man God saved, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And his life became new. He, he became a man and he started fitting among men. And he became part of the most empowering narrative. He started going back to the bufundas where he was drinking and started telling them they needed to drink the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! He started making them drunk with the word of God. And one by one, he started bringing them to church, emptying the bufundas and bringing them to the pews. That's what men of all saints' cathedral must do. We must begin to go to all the bufundas in Kamocha, in Wendegaya, in wherever and fill that cathedral which we are completing soon. This man became an avid evangelist. You know, Don't joke with the drunkard. Uh, drunkards are already thirsting for more. He was thirsting for bringing people to Jesus. He was thirsting for sharing the gospel. Soon, the man who was stealing money from his wife to go and drink was made the treasurer of the cathedral. You see, in Jesus Christ, all things began to hold together for this man. Hallelujah. God is looking for men like you and I. He wants us to stand. In conclusion, my brothers and sisters, when you stand, you will be hurt. But the wounded healer is there to heal you. When you stand as men representing most empowering narrative, you may have the doors of. Banks shut in your face, but the doors will be opened in heaven, and the world systems will face the force of men rising, powered by the glorious might, moving as conquerors, not as losers. You may be persecuted. But your persecutor will be pursued and will be overtaken by heavenly authority, like Power was, and your persecutor will become your partner in preaching the gospel. You may be put in prison he will be there to inspire you to praise with the praise that breaks chains with the praise that opens prison doors with the praise that causes earthquakes that cause the jailer to quake with joy as his household is brought salvation your prison time will become raise time, and the goodness and glory of God will be seen. So, there's nothing to fear except to replace fear with faith. You may be weak. You may not know how to share the gospel like the experts but you will be gifted with the faith that will allow you to move mountains. And together, as men of all saints, Cathedral Campara and the women, we will stand and stand in the gap and will be the bridge makers that our children will cross on into the next generation of faith. For God and our country hallelujah I want, to, I want to suggest that we stand and we sing the national anthem by the way it is a song that is in the hymn books put there on purpose and I know it's in the Rinyankoruchika hymn book and so as men that God is calling to stand in the gap for this nation for our families Everyone stand. Joshua, stand. Uh, Get off the phone. I know you by name. We're going to stand and sing that stanza of all Uganda as a prayer. As a prayer, a corporate prayer, crying out to God. Thank you, that is a fitting conclusion of what we are about. And uh, choir, please sing the choir, the song that you wanted to sing. I did this on behalf of the nation as a nationalist, as a patriot, and as a Ugandan, a proud one, a Muchika. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, ready to face the challenges. Peter, you had a song, and 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 Joshua, my son, and uh, Lillian come Do back.
2: Something new come back
0: alive.
2: Something, something new Something new in my life.
0: Oh Lord. And as we sing that song, If you want God to do something new in your life, you come here. You want God to do something new in your business? You want God to do do something new in your family? You want God to do something new?